This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. You are going to meet and most likely be changed by today's two brilliant guests, both goddesses in their own right. Nadia Nottingham explains perfectly how we are part divine and part earthly and why our bodies need to navigate the unpredictable terrain of the outdoors. It's all going to make sense soon. And Sharon Salzberg, a New Yorker. As a college student, she got on a plane and went to India and honestly, America and probably the rest of the world was forever changed by what she brought back with her in terms of meditation. We're going to hear her whole story. Sharon Salzberg, friend of Ram Das. And what else? Let It Shine, Inc., the benevolent business that was born out of this show, and the Facebook community is a circle of women and a circle of prayer, has a kickoff party March 8th, and it's sold out. Thank you, Heidi, for bringing all your friends. Shout out to a regular listener there, Heidi. And we have announced our first public mission, Let It Shine, Inc., is collecting prom dresses and evening wear to give away at a free pop-up shop March 21st at the Jefferson Valley Mall in Westchester. Bernie Sanders has health care for all. I have prom dresses for all. Reduce your carbon footprint, young ladies, while you allow the rest of us to clean out our closets. Bring your prom dress and evening wear donations, shoes, bags, jewelry, I want it all, to the Jefferson Valley Mall Management Office during business hours. The free pop-up shop March 21st from noon till 4. All right, this is happening. Let's go into the woods for a little walk. You know you always feel better after you do this, and you're about to find out why. Celtic goddess Nadia Nottingham is here. We have worked together before. She is the real deal, bringing ancient healing to the modern world. Visit NadiaNottingham.com and find her Qigong videos, too. You can spend an entire weekend with her in the Catskills at Menla. It will strengthen your chi. There will be walks in the woods and Qigong. Qigong is about strengthening your spirit. And my teachers talk about in this time that we're living in, intense times, we need to strengthen our organ chi. So strengthen the heart, strengthen the liver, the lungs, the kidneys, the stomach, everything that really supports us in everyday life. Qigong is unique in that it specifies movements that bring in and strengthen the energy of your organs. At the same time, it sort of sees the human being as this beautiful creation that is the mirror of both heaven and earth. Human beings are the literal incarnation of heaven, divine energy, and because we eat everything that's grown on the earth as our food and we breathe the air of this beautiful planet we live on. We are embodying the earth chi, the earth energy. I have never heard that explained that way, that we humans are the reflection of heaven with divine energy and earth because 
Mother Earth sustains us. Wow. That's right. That's the simple essence of Qigong. And the practices are very easy to learn. What I love about them, Casey, is that anyone can practice Qigong. It's not like yoga, which I love, and I've taught yoga for 30 years, but not everyone can get up and down from the floor easily and can do bend forward, bend backwards, you know, all these right. things. Qigong is very gentle. It can be done either sitting or standing. It's really more about like a moving meditation, circular movements of the arms, and then some very easy standing movements kind of swirl the body from side to side. It's a little like Tai Chi, if people are familiar with that. Now, do I need to know when I start out with Qigong what I'm doing in terms of that this movement strengthens this? No, you don't need to know that beforehand. And I will, as we're doing the practices, I explain exactly what we're strengthening and supporting as we do the movements. Just follow you and follow the movements. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. So share with us why it's so important to our bodies and spirits to take a walk in nature. Human beings are nature beings. We're at essentially, even though we have this wonderful divine energy, we are animals. We're basically creatures that need food and air and movement. The body over history since the beginning of creation is more at home outside. The, the human body needs variations in walking. That's why hiking and walking over uneven terrain is very important for the human body. Walking on flat ground is not how we evolved as human beings. So in other words, walking on concrete or even jogging on a jogging path it's not that it's not good for you, but we crave, the human body craves the diversity of earth. So in other words, it's important for us to be able to look down and see the ground and see if we're going to stumble on something and have good reactivity to seeing a, a place where I need to modify my walk or walk a little sideways this way and climb a little bit here. And do you know what I mean? It's yes. this kind of a response to our environment, which is taken away from us in the gym. Even oh. though I go to the gym, I do all that stuff. There's nothing that compares to being outside and kind of, you know how when you throw a ball for the dog and yeah. they run and they fall and they go in the water and they do, we're supposed to be doing all those things too. You know, navigating. When you go for a walk in the Navig woods and you don't know the path, your brain and your body, I, I, they start to do this wonderful dance. You know, like you, yeah. ego goes away and your brain and your body are taking you on this journey. But I have to ask you about the nature spirits. <laughs> when I'm out for a walk, navigating. Mm -hmm. and giving my body that wonderful outlet that it needs, that it craves. Should yeah. I be looking for these nature spirits? You know, Casey, you don't have to even look for them. In a way, it's letting your intuition see, oh gosh, there's an amazing tree. I feel like that tree is reaching towards me. Uh, look at those incredible roots and seeing how, you know when you go into the woods and you see trees and rocks are all wrapped around each other mm. and 
there's all these extraordinary things. It's kind of like that's my life, you know. I'm I've got a bit of a rock here, and I've got a I'm growing around. I went around this way in my life at this particular time. The trees find the way to hold on, and they also find the way to connect to the light. In the old Celtic way, this is what the, these are the lessons we learn from the trees. And then the water, when you look at a river or you look at a lake or you're at the ocean, we're actually looking at one of the original elements that made the human body. And our tears and our blood are, have almost identical chemistry to the ocean and the waters. It's kind of like you don't really have to look for a spirit. You have to actually think that you're looking in the mirror. Wow. All right. Is it a real thing that people in Japan forest bathe like we sunbathe? They forest bathe? Yes. Yes, they do. There is a practice of literally just going into the forest and letting the the trees and the ground sort of seep into you as if you were sitting in a bathtub. They connect their breathing and their whole presence to being with the, with the trees and with nature. You say, too, that um, you talk to the trees. Yes. What do you say, and do they answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a huge 300-year-old maple tree on my property, and uh, I certainly communicate with that tree. I know that tree, being the age that it is, has seen almost seen the United States from the beginning, as it were. I ask the tree to help me understand the path. If I'm to be a healer in this community, what is the best way for me to be as steady and present as this amazing being that's been here for lifetimes and lifetimes? Yeah. I feel... Something like the trees, say this particular tree that I communicate with a lot, asks me for patience and kindness and deep understanding and to be like the tree and let my roots go really wide and deep to shelter all beings that I meet, whether I agree with them or not. I feel that that's that's what the trees do. They... Trees clean the air for us, and they don't judge who they're cleaning the air for. They're, mm. they're doing it for everybody, for the whole planet. That's it in a nutshell. I could, I could tell you a lot more about my communications with the trees, but I think it's very personal, you know, for each person. And I know people laugh about, you know, tree huggers, and, uh, but actually what the, the, many of the surveys and tests show is that people who spend time in nature have lower blood pressure, are healthier, and are less stressed than people who don't. A bit of tree hugging is good for you. (laughs) We're talking to Nadia Nottingham, Nadia Nottingham Healing Arts on Facebook, and she's coming up to Menla in May. And are are you the whole weekend or part of a bigger weekend, or what's the weekend like? Uh, the weekend is just me. It's May 15 to 17, but there's plenty of time within the weekend. Menla has a beautiful organic spa, and so you can get a massage, you can get a facial, you can get all kinds of lovely treatments there. The food is fabulous. It's originally a Buddhist retreat center, so they have all these beautiful Buddhas all over the place inside the center. And then there's these gorgeous grounds where we'll be walking and doing 
meditation walks and the Celtic energy work outside. We are the literal incarnation of heaven, divine energy, and earth, what sustains us. Spend some time with the one-of-a-kind Nadia Nottingham at Menla. In May, visit menla.org and nadianottingham.com. She is just so lovely. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Please subscribe to the podcast and rate it too, wherever fine podcasts are found. I am going to totally fangirl out on meditation guru Sharon Salzberg. That's coming up. But first, one of the guest lecturers at my Mariandale retreat going on this weekend. We'll meditate a little bit with Stephen Quinn. This meditation is about kindness, love, endearment, enhancement, and connection. And it goes with the color pink, a bright, vibrant pink. Picture that as we go. Think now of everything that supports your life. Think of the planet and the perfect amount of air on the planet. Think when you're thirsty and you can reach for a glass of water. Think of the sun how we're perfectly positioned, not too close, not too far away, and we get to feel the warmth of the sun. Think of the peacefulness of falling asleep and waking up and being able to do another day. Now think of your body and the harmony inside your body. Everything does its job. Your heart beats, your lungs breathe for you, your blood courses through your body without you having to think about it. Add this up. And what it should tell you is that something has gone to an extraordinary amount of effort for you and for all humans to be given the best shot possible. This amounts to an incredibly powerful and deep love by whatever made you for you. Now, think about all the things and people that you love. Think about what you love in life what you love about being human. Maybe your work, your passions, your family. Picture this vibrant pink and imagine it extending into all the territories that you care about. Picture it enhancing them, flowing into them, charging them up. As you do this, know that you are actually making a connection and being a little generator of that love that comes to you from a mighty source and you're extending it through you. And every time you do this, the flow between you and what loves you becomes stronger. You become an actor on its behalf. But don't stop there. People often leave themselves out of the equation and have bad self-views and just think things about themselves that aren't actually true. Extend this love and care and endearment for yourself. Picture this pink going through you, going around you, through your body, and feel yourself loving and caring for yourself. Be kind to yourself. You're not meant to be perfect. Humans are unfinished. That's the deal. We have freedom of choice, which means, by definition, we're going to mess up. We are imperfect. Have a bit more endearment for yourself, and your life will improve. That's Steve Quinn, quitwithquinn.com. He's an incredible healer and one of the guests at my retreat weekend this weekend at Mariandale. I'm probably there right now. I have two summer retreats planned in the Hudson Valley and another day of prayer coming up April 4th. Find more at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. 
Now, prepare for real happiness with Sharon Salzberg, celebrating the 10th anniversary of her 28-day program put into the book Real Happiness, Realize the Power of Meditation, a New York Times bestseller. Sharon, I can't wait to jump into this conversation. I've got questions. Hi. How do you feel being you having been on this journey for so long and seeing the change that's happening, how meditation is becoming more mainstream. What does that feel like to be you? I, I find it tremendous. You know, it was, I came back from India in 1974 as a teacher because my own teachers had told me to teach. And it was really just the beginning of, of this kind of interest. And, you know, to see like, uh, oh, there are people talking about it in schools, there are people talking about it, certainly in healthcare. It's in business. I mean, it's, it's really, it's amazing. What was your story like? What sent you to India? I took an Asian philosophy course when I was a sophomore uh, in college. And in the context of that course, I heard, oh, you know, there are these methods. There, there are these practices you can actually do, and you could be a lot happier. And I, like many people, have had a very... Uh, troubled childhood, there was a lot of loss, there was a lot of disruption, and like for many people, this was never really spoken about in my family, and so I had all these feelings inside of me, and I didn't know what to do with them, and then I heard, oh, you know, there are these practices, and and you can be happier, and so I was going to college in Buffalo, New York, and I looked around Buffalo, I didn't see it anywhere, mm. and I created a project that presented it to the university. I said, I want to go to India and study meditation for my junior year. And they said, okay. So off I went. Wow. We're talking to Sharon Salzberg. Real Happiness is her book, a 28-day program to realize the power of meditation. You were in Buffalo, one of the most depressing places in the world in winter, (laughs) right? Yes. Yes. I was just back there after low these many decades. And it's, you know, fantastic. I mean, the art scene and the interest in meditation and you know uh is a very different place but still there's winter oh winters are bad in buffalo where did you grow up i grew up in new york city washington heights you grew up in new york city all right so city girl first goes to the country all the way to buffalo is if that's not dramatic enough and then you're off to india in your in your junior year college all by yourself no i went with a few friends but the truth was i'd never even been to california when i went to india Yeah. You know, so it was quite a journey. And now on the cover of your book is, of course, a quote from Ram Dass. This book contains all Mm -hmm. of the jewels of Sharon's teachings and more. Were you friends? We were friends. I um, uh, wandered around India a little bit looking for just the kind of situation I was interested in because I wanted something very practical, uh, really like the how-to without a lot of cultural baggage. And I finally found it in the context of this intensive 10-day retreat beginning January 1971, and Ram Dass was there as another student. And uh, so we first met there, and it was while we were there together that he received the first copy of Be Here Now. Mm. It, it arrived for him, and um, we were friends ever since. We we were together all around the world, you know, Burma and all kinds of places. You mentioned that your youth was hard. It wasn't an yeah. easy time. What was in you, Sharon Salzberg? What was in you that you could pull off what you pulled off? Like, what was calling you? Oh, I look at that moment a lot, and I think, wow, what was that? Um, you know, because I realized I could have 
stayed in Buffalo, for example, which was a fantastic school, and, and thought, you know what, this is really interesting. I'm going to try to go to graduate school and study this, which could have been worthwhile too. But there was this feeling like I've got to learn how to make this real. I've got to really try to put this into practice, which was the greatest gift. And, and I think about that moment, how often we can stand aside and kind of marginalize ourselves like, oh, I can't do it, it's fine for someone else, you know, but what happens when we just like step into the center of possibility? And that's what I think we do every single day if we sit down to meditate. We're saying, okay, I'm gonna check this out for me. Wow, okay, okay. There's so many things I wanna say to you. You're so fabulous. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Um, Let's talk about sitting down to meditate. I wanna touch on sitting down with uncomfortable feelings. What can you tell Mm -hmm. us about that? Well, I think it's kind of fascinating to see what out of habit we might be adding to uncomfortable feelings, whether they're physical or emotional. One of the uh, studies that was done in the University of Wisconsin at Madison showed that without meditation training with physical pain, and I would extrapolate that into emotional pain, people tend to flip into a cycle of anticipation, you know, like maybe they have a flash of pain and right away they think, when's it coming back? How bad is it going to be? Maybe it'll be even worse. Whereas with the meditation training, one would feel the pain and it hurts, there's no doubt about it, but you don't flip into that cycle of anticipation. So you get a break, Mm. you get some rest, you get to relax. So it's things like that. We see, oh, you know, I have this uncomfortable feeling and I tend to isolate myself as a result, or I project it into the future. And we realize, oh, I don't have to do that. I just have to catch it quickly enough so that I can see that's what's starting. Mm. Uh, You talk about meditation training, and you are well-trained in meditation. What do we say to the person that says, you don't need any training, just sit down and close your eyes? Good luck, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I mean, you could try that, and I think it would be interesting to see what happens. Sometimes people, not uncommonly, bring their whole ordinary set of judgments in with them, you know. So you sit down and close your eyes, and your mind wanders, and you think, I'm horrible, I'm so bad at this, you know. Uh, That would call for some training to realize, oh, you know, everyone's mind wanders, that's expected, that's no big deal. The question is, how gracefully can you come back? How quickly can you come back? That the whole art of concentration is the art of being able to begin again. And so, um, spare yourself some pain. I would, I would go for some training. Go for some training. How much does, uh, how big a part does self kindness play in meditation? I think it plays a huge part, and uh, it's an accomplishment. You know, and I think it's something that we are developing, even if it's not named, even if we did, we don't know that's what's growing, but. You know, to even have a foundational exercise, which is very common, like choosing an object of awareness, like the feeling of the breath or a mantra or a sound or an image. Rest your attention there. You'll discover your attention wanders. You can just let go and come back. It's like the secret ingredient to that is being kind to yourself because it's very, very easy and tempting to realize you've been distracted and just go off on this rant, which is very time-consuming and very exhausting. So it's really in there. It's in there. How often and and when do you meditate? I meditate every day. I try to meditate in the morning, but, you know, really whenever I can get it in, it's easiest if I can get it in the morning. And 
20 minutes is, is really fine. All right. Like, are some meditation sessions cooler than others? Cool. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Definitely. Um, concentration goes up and down or different things arise, but uh, the kind of strength of mind that we're cultivating is really the same. You can't count on it always being peaceful or blissful. Uh, sometimes it's really rough or you feel anxious or you're very sleepy or something like that. And that's okay because that's its own kind of strength training. Okay. Uh, we've got a minute left. Real Happiness, a 28-day program to realize the power of meditation. Sharon Salzberg, what do you want to share with our listeners? I think it's it's a fantastic experiment to make. And, you know, what you do with meditation is really up to you and what form and uh, where you land with it. But um, really trying it out is a great thing. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the book and for the many books. And thank you for getting on a plane to India all those years ago. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Have a beautiful day. You too. She humored me and my fangirlness. But she, too, is the real deal, a pioneer in the field of meditation and world-renowned teacher, Sharon Salzberg. Go get your clarity, your creativity, your resiliency, and go get her new book. Well, it's the 10th anniversary of her 28-day program, Real Happiness. Maybe I'll let you have mine in a month. Our thought for the day is from Sharon's friend, Ram Das, who said, If you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.